life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Thanks for tuning in to the Road Stories Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. I don't know. That was kind of a weird opening. I've never it introed was, it like that. Yeah. That was, it's <laughs> it was a little high that shrill. Was a it was a little one. high shrill. Too. Yeah, I'm like, like, I know. I'm a, I'm a little overcaffeinated. Little I went Keith and... Jackson. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's Keith Jackson. That's not me. That's not my sense of humor. <laughs> I dated this girl when I first started out in comedy. And uh, if I ever did some improvise something on set, uh, on stage that right. she didn't like, she did, she'd come, she'd, that's not your sense of humor. <laughs> she would tell you she would tell what like, your sense of humor was. Humor. Like, she knew it all. Yeah, that's not yours. I, she would also, uh, she would also, after we broke up, would call me, and she worked for MGM, and she would call me and then hang up on me, but it, and I would star 69 it, and it would MGM, and I knew it was her. She's like, no, I didn't. I didn't call you. I'm like, you're the only person I know who works at MGM. Anyway, I don't know why we had Did to go down. Did you tell her at that point that that is not your that is not your personality? Yeah, that, that is, is not your. <laughs> uh, turns out it was her personality, and she stalked me for a long time. Oh. But I did my it's fair share. Flattering having a stalker. It, yeah, no, it is. It is. She was like, yeah, she it is. I don't think I've ever had a stalker. Really? Nope. I stalked. I'm embarrassed. To really? Say. Yeah, I fell for this girl hard, man. Wow. <laughs> and I was the one making the calls. So uh, I heard your car pull in. She lived in an apartment next to me. I heard your car pull in. You want to hang out tonight? No. Click. And I would sit there and listen to her car pull out with another guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. To what level do you stalk? I mean, is it that you do overnight? I didn't kill anybody. I didn't kill anybody. No, okay, that's, that's a, well, stalking, yeah. I pretty much just embarrassed myself. What on your yeah. shoes? But, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Okay, all right. <laughs> I think I've done the I've done the drive by to see if her car was at another guy's house. I've done oh. that one. Oh, there's the car. Yep, I was right. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, that's I've driven by her house, and by driven I mean r- rode my bicycle by her house in high school. I used to do that a lot. This is know? all the same girl, I'm guessing. No, no, this is a different. <laughs> I guess I've stalked a few now that I think about it. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Let's try the intro again. Welcome to Road Stories, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am here. That's so much more me than the <laughs> other one, I think. Right. Uh, hey, man, we had a week off last week. Thanks a lot. Uh, I, we had a, a family emergency. So I wrote on Facebook, uh, on the uh, Road Stories uh, Facebook page, which if you haven't liked it yet, please like it. Um, family emergency, we won't be recording. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who, who emailed me directly or called or even posted on the Facebook positive thoughts and, and all that. I really appreciate it. Maybe family emergency was the wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't really a, a family. It was a family emergency, but it wasn't like a, it came off very life threatening, which I didn't consider the source. A family emergency could have been uh, a big swell hitting and I had to get a babysitter to head down to Trestles. Like that <laughs> okay. could have been. But it was, it was, anyway, it was not like, but I really do appreciate everybody uh, calling and checking in and uh, everything is good now on the homestead. And we're back and I'm excited to be here uh, back recording. I hate. Having to take weeks off, uh, that sucks. And I know you guys, uh, I have a lot of listeners who have been with me a long time, so I appreciate you muddling through the weeks without me uh, and my show. So I appreciate you guys. Keep coming back. Um, a lot of groveling going on. 
on my end? <laughs> right now. I'm just saying. Just right now. I'm just saying thank you. I understand. Maybe uh, if you said thank you a little more often. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next crisis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into it. Uh, and I didn't even tell you guys what we're going to talk about today. So surprise, surprise. Joining us. Um, I'm going to introduce this guy first because uh, he's an old friend of mine. We we met writing uh, for Country Fried together years ago. Yeah. Uh, tours with Bill Ingvall hosts the Off the Cuff, uh, Off the Cuff radio, show radio show on, on Sirius, Sirius XM, yep. which he has had me on a few times over the last couple of months, which I appreciate. Yeah, Murray's Thank you very much. in for Bill, and it's been fun. While he's on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, <laughs> Gary Brightwell joins us. Hey, thanks. You have one fan, and he's sitting in the room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then to the left, a guy I don't really know. We've met a couple times, but we don't really know each other. Uh, I'm just going to introduce him as Jeff Capri. Hello again. Jeff, yes. I'm putting you on the spot right now. This is one thing I know about Jeff. And oh, I don't even know God. if he knows this or not. We were doing the first, I guess, annual uh, Ventura Harbor Comedy Festival together. Okay. And <laughs> There's been is, three, as far as I know. I, I've done the first one. <laughs> okay. and, uh, and then didn't you... Did you A, start a fight? <laughs> B, involved in a fight? Or C, just a fight broke out during your set? Um, C. Okay. The fight broke out during, it was during my set, and you've done this uh, festival before. So yeah. You know yeah, yeah. how, you know, there's one great room, and then the rest, it's all horrible one nighters. Yes, 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 exactly. All around. And, uh, <laughs> Bar gigs. And, 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 <laughs> Pretty and much. There, there, was a, there was a couple there, or it was a group of people that had been partying all day and night, and they were just hammered. And uh, I did my thing, and I shushed them, and I slammed them, and I sure. think I called, uh, I think I called one of the girls, she was very tan, I think I called her Snooky, and that <laughs> seemed to upset them to no end, and the guy stood up, that's my aunt, how dare you? Oh, his and aunt? Gets, yeah. It's not my, even his girlfriend. Not even his girlfriend, aunt. that's my aunt. That's my second nobody, cousin. <laughs> <laughs> nobody talks to my aunt that way, and he stood up, and he's like, he wants to square off with me, and, other, and I'm looking around, uh, can someone help me out here? This right. guy's really, <laughs> ended up throwing him out, and it was a whole thing, and I think half of the comics after that point went, I'm not going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I th yeah, because I walked down, I literally just missed it, and I think Danny Viapondo was in the back, and he told me, and then the guy's like, hey, we had a bunch of guys fall out, you want to go on? <laughs> no. <laughs> right, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, that raised, that. it was a scene. It yeah, was yeah. A, it was a whole thing. I mean, the guy was kicking and screaming, and I, you know, I, Sure, I said. So did he charge the stage at all? Or? Yeah, yeah. It was a whole bunch of them. They all got up. It was almost wow. like a gang, and then a gang, right? Right. <laughs> a gang of relatives. <laughs> <laughs> Call it a family. And so I guess their door guys there got and, and got them out. And of course, I was being a smartass on the way out. I forget what I said. Sure, sure. Yeah. Come back in the next show. You guys were, you know, I don't remember right, what right. I said. I'm sure it was brilliant though. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So at least you got some door guys coming in to get your back. Finally, yes. yes. Yeah, because it didn't seem like it was being policed. No. Very well. Have you ever thought about that though? If somebody, have you ever had somebody like rush the stage or try to come on stage? Uh, no, I never have. I, I never I've have. never had somebody come on stage in a threatening manner. Right. But I have thought about what I would do and what I would use as a weapon. Oh, me too. Uh, Let's compare good. notes. Go ahead. I would use uh, the mic stand, mm -hmm. but not the bottom where you would unscrew it in the middle and just take that. The top out, right? I'd use that as like a just a in more know. of like a baton bat, yeah, manner? like something you could beat someone with. Yeah, uh, what if there's no time to unscrew it? 
there. Just it's, use the microphone. I go with the stand. I go with the bass. It's too, and go heavy. For it's the, too heavy and cumbersome. Well, you dropped the microphone. I think it's too heavy and cumbersome. I would, I would drop. I've thought about this and a couple what, times. And then what if you're at a club that just had those weird little tripody leg? Those, oh, right. Those, those aren't dangerous one, at all. I got one word for you. Stool. Wow, then I go for the stool. We should have stand-up comic defense. Microphone defense <laughs> course. be like a martial art. But if you took the top part out. I'm thinking there's no time. Had, then you have like a, you have like a three-foot, you know, you know, like a lead pipe. Yeah, I understand. Really I, but I'm saying pipe. I don't think there's any time. Because here's the deal. Here's why. Because let's say a guy's coming. Not everybody's going to see him. So the next, all they see is Gary pulling the thing and swinging it like a bat. Then when the cops come, it's like, I don't know, that comic started swinging his bat at the guy. And then you get, you get, uh, you get blamed for inciting a riot. So you're you're basically just going to use the mic stand to to hold him away. Go right for the chest. Just to hold him away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would would work. That would work. Ah. And it also depends on how high the stage is. I was in Fresno one time, and, and I had a guy come. I didn't like my country music, making fun of country music. So he came up, and he came up in a threatening manner. So I was ready to – I the stage was really high, so I could have kicked him. Sure, sure. And I think I made it look like if you get closer, I could, I yeah, could yeah. kick you, but it didn't come to that. Huh, that's two almost <laughs> yeah. fights with Capri. very antagonistic comic. <laughs> wow. We're over here trying to figure out how we would he do really it. He really is a nice guy. He gets guy. into a fight every Friday night, apparently. Yeah, I really didn't make it sound like that. <laughs> After 20 years, two incidents. <laughs> uh, I also wanted to talk to you guys about, both of you guys have done extensive uh, uh, work for the troops, right? Yeah. You just got it back that's from... That's where Jeff and I met. Actually. Oh, really? Yes, our first our first uh, time we met was the very on... first time we met. We did um, USO, right? And uh, we were in Germany, Germany, England, Amsterdam, Amsterdam, and Norway. Ooh, some real hotbed of action, huh? Some this real was military. Pre, this was pre nine eleven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like many, yeah. yeah, and then. Those, they were fun. Those they were fun. really fun. They sound we were like on some really cush. <laughs> they were. We were on like a tour bus through Germany, and which makes it sound like ooh, a tour bus. It was the nastiest. <laughs> oh really? It, it was a guy that they just had hired who happened to have like a big bus. Mm-hmm. We weren't sleeping on it. Thank God. It he did slept. have bunk beds on it. It had bunk beds and stuff like that, but we didn't sleep on it. He just drove to hotels and stuff, but he slept on it. Right. They all the do. All bus dri- drivers sleep on him is what I've noticed. Bus driver, yeah. He, yeah. he had like a section like in, in the very back that was that was not even rope. It wasn't roped. It was like it was like Ugh. it was like plywood separator. It was <laughs> like, I was yeah, you wouldn't want to take the black light into that room. <laughs> no. Oh man. I, I say all uh tour buses. I've only toured on one. <laughs> but they but they're all the driver, I I don't think I told this story before, but the driver like brought two girls back to the bus and we were sleeping in the hotel and he was sleeping in the bus and he called me. He's like, Hey, I got two girls back here. Why don't you come on down? And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. I'm going <laughs> to hang out here. And so the next morning he's like, Hey, you should have come down. Actually you shouldn't have. Cause uh, I got both girls and like started showing me pictures. I'm like, dude, I don't really wow, want to wow. see this right now. So oh my, I'm going to say tour bus driver is a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. The, and the type of girls that would hook up with the bus driver on the bus. Yeah, I saw the picture. Yeah, they were not. That nice. can't have been. Now you're reminding me of uh, that same tour Gary and I did. That was the tour 
that the third comic got the chicken pox. Yes. What? Yes. The, the other comic got the chicken pox. I don't know. We probably can't say his name. But You can tell me off, off uh, mic. Yeah, we'll tell you okay. later on. But, um, yeah, he got the chicken pox. And thank God I'd, I'd had him as a kid. And I'd had him as well. So okay. There's no threat of that. But then we went to Amsterdam. <laughs> And he just continued to really enjoy Amsterdam, how one would sure. enjoy Amsterdam, being contagious. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, luckily he's a he's a black guy, so the sores were kind of camouflaged. <laughs> okay. Within, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's lucky. That's lucky for him. <laughs> it's not lucky for anybody else. But he was happy to spread the chickenpox virus throughout the red light district. Well, let's be honest. If you go to the red light district and all you get is chicken pox, <laughs> I think you might be you're, like, yeah, you're, right. you're in good shape. That's a winner. <laughs> so he would go and like do hookahs and stuff and smoke and he, oh, are you he talking was all about just whatever's legal? He, he was all about just going to to get the the hookers in. Oh, oh okay. Oh, we had not been there about. before, right? Gary, and I, that was a, we were we were we were freshmen to that. We <laughs> yeah, exactly. we didn't know what was going on, and all he wanted to do was show us everything. I mean, we were we were following him by his genitals. There was yeah, no, yeah. there was yeah. no. It was like, let's go over here. Let's go over here. And I was like, we eventually right. had to cut him loose. We, we'll we we'll figure this out on our own. And have a drink <laughs> and kind of enjoy the the thing. We don't want to walk down these creepy alleys. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And. <laughs> Chicken Puck Way. <laughs> Chicken Puck Way, exactly. I've never been to Amsterdam. It's everything that is said about it. Yeah. It's awesome, and it's beautiful in the daytime. Sure. It's, it's everything, and then everything at night. In fact, Jeff has that joke. <laughs> Actually, when we were going in, we said, if I don't see <laughs> pot and hookers, I'm calling bullshit on this whole city. <laughs> and sure enough, we walked right in. It was all, everywhere. <laughs> yes, that was it. And there was a there was a coffee shop. Sure, putting that in quotes, called the Doors with the same logo as the band. Uh-huh. And I said to Gary, if they're not playing the Doors when we walk in, <laughs> I'm calling bullshit on this place again. Yeah. We walked in. It was break on through. Nice. <laughs> yeah, break on through to the other side. I was like, all right, all right, this is cool. And they had pot and alcohol there. Yes. Do uh, do military guys ever? Do they ever? You know, like hang out and I'm, I'm just, we'll talk as if we're young comics and not really old <laughs> but I mean did they take you out to a party with you do they bring you back to the barracks I mean because you know you, when those early one-nighters we used to get you know hey come back to my uh, we got a kegger in the apartment and we'd go and then luckily we didn't get shot or raped right. or anything <laughs> did, I mean do military guys do that I, I know they're really they're, I've, I've done a handful of military things and they're always really grateful and fun that, to work for the audiences are amazing it depends on what kind of I think it's a, it depends on what kind of gigs it was because, like, when we did those ones in in Europe, we weren't really staying on base. We would get on base, we'd do a show, and then we'd get back. Off, and so we were free to roam the cities or wherever we right. were, you know. Right, and it's not like that anymore. No, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a lot of times you stay on base, and so you really can't you can't freely just get on and off base. Oh, okay. So once you're on base, so, you're yeah. On once you're on base, on base yeah. then you're drink, You know, you're hanging out with. You know, you do the show, and then you might be hanging out at the bar or whatever uh-huh. with the yeah. people who saw the show and and stuff like that. And then you you walk back to you know to where you're staying. A lot of a lot yeah. of times that you know, and then, and then if you go over to like Iraq and Afghanistan, there's just no there's no drinking. So, oh yeah, that's true. So there's just no no, no. there's no drinking. Although no, when yeah. we first went, well, I, the first time I went to Iraq and stuff like that, this is when you could get on planes on regular commercial aircraft. With 
<laughs> liquid. Uh-huh. But you weren't allowed to bring alcohol or anything onto the bases or anything like that. So we just fill water bottles. You just get a gigantic thing of water bottle and you dump the water out and fill it with oh. vodka or flavored vodka. And it just looks like you had a bottle sure, of... Sure, sure. Yeah. That big worked. bottle of Evian or whatever. And it was just... That worked know, very just well. carried with you. Oh, okay. And then you, so you just had... Did any of the any of the military guys sneak stuff in? I'm sure they did. You know, now I'm thinking about my first trip to Iraq, and they there was a group of guys that had a stash that sure. they've got outside of the outside of the bases. Right. So um, so they got it if they they want it, but it's not allowed. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I was talking a to a I was talking to a guy who served in Desert Storm. That was the first one, right? Yep. And uh, he said all they did was acid. Because it wouldn't show up in your urine. Really? Yeah. Like drinking and weed and all that stuff would show up in your pee test, but acid wouldn't show up. Wow. wow. You would think that would throw your targeting off if yeah, you were I shooting mean, somebody. Yeah, it's not like, and you need a weekend. <laughs> you know, every time I did acid, it was one hit, and I'm done for a day and a half, you know? So I don't want to be taken under fire There's while the doing acid. There's the enemy where? By those purple stripes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is, uh, now, have you hit any, you're talking about the cushy Amsterdam gigs. Have you gone in, guys have gone in to do any of the... You know the taking the Black Hawks into the oh, yeah. uh, into the hot absolutely zones. yeah lots of that gear go ahead uh, no I I said I, I we went to Iraq right after I think you were you were in Jeff was in one of the first tours that went over right after nine eleven right and then I went over with um oh Robert Hawkins and, oh yeah and uh, uh, Scott Henry myself uh, Danny Viapondo. Mm-hmm. We went over there and we did the first Thanksgiving over there. And uh, that was kind of like our very first day we had a, an incident where a helicopter that we were supposed to be on went down. Oh, I remember. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was like we were standing waiting to get on to go to another base. And every, you know, but there's all kinds of other soldiers around and they kept, you know, the helicopter was land. They go, okay, this is yours, like uh-huh. this. And we'd almost get out there and they'd go, hang on we're gonna take these guys first then you and it kept that it got comical after a while because it just kept doing that and so finally this guy was like all right the next one's yours for sure yeah and of course we got out there and they went nah, hang on we're gonna put these guys in but the next one and whatever those ones that we were supposed to be on for sure those got shot down all of them both one well, one got shot at and the the hell evidently the helicopter uh, veered into the other, and both helicopters went down. Oh my killing god! Everybody on that. Oof. So, so we get on the very next set. We went up maybe twenty feet, and they came back down. They said, "Everybody off." There's been an incident. So, oh wow, yeah. Oh, so that gives me the chills. That's was that horrible. was creepy. Seriously, that's horrible, just horrible, awful thing. Wow. Let's move on to one nighters. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a downer, man. Wow, man. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, that was still a great tour. I mean, we had yeah. you know really good shows and fun shows and you do a lot of shows when you do those i mm-hmm. mean there's there's a lot of uh um they try to they you, you do the big bases but then they, they try to get you out to the the outer the fobs the, the fob, yeah that was gonna be my next operating bases where you're doing shows for like 20 people uh-huh. 20 guys maybe standing around or they've like you know they've grabbed a couple beach chairs that they have and yeah. they sit around and those you know still great shows yeah you know, or you might be on the back of a flatbed truck, and there's maybe thirty guys, forty guys, and then one one of them, there was we were on a flatbed doing a show, and all of a sudden, at one point, 
half the audience got up and left immediately right because they, they evidently had some kind of incident happen and well, that's what they told you. It was yeah, right. Some of your material wasn't flying. Something. We're out of here. That golf a, joke you like to do. It's such a weird <laughs> thing to be on stage, and all of a sudden, half of the audience just all at once gets up and leaves. You're like <laughs> what? Not, I that, remember that. not that weird for me, really, to be honest with you. <laughs> Those well, tours are amazing, though. They're yeah. they're so much fun to do, and they're really rewarding as far as what we do for the breaking up their groundhog day, so to speak. Uh, what was the weirdest, uh, like, you know, Gary's talking about flatbed trucks and, you know, what was the kind of sm- weirdest thing you got put on over there? Uh, one of the most recent ones in Afghanistan, uh, it was one of those forward operating bases. Mm-hmm. And they really, they weren't sure if we were coming or not. And they had no preparation for us whatsoever. And it was really windy. And they put us in, in one of the hangars and they they didn't have a microphone they didn't have anything we were just in front of these trucks and uh and there, there was a basketball court and and we're doing the show and the wind is just coming in <laughs> and you're screaming and it's echoey yeah, and yeah. then it starts raining and you it, everything's louder than us and we're we're projecting the back of the room we're trying to we're trying to get it. so that was a weird one we did them in in buses you know kind oh of, in buses yeah just kind of uh kind of a uh, good morning vietnam style sure sure just impromptus, like right. we're going to this place. Oh, we're not going to be able to see your show. Oh, we're going to do a round of jokes for these guys. Yeah. I believe uh, Good Morning Vietnam, they were in a uh, Jeep. Yes. And then on a truck with uh, Corporal Garlic. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember. But kind of like that. I yeah, mean, yeah. just kind of that impromptu. Sure. Just, uh, just, all right, these guys aren't going to see a show. Let's, let's just kind of do something while we're waiting. That's great. And how do I say this? Without sounding, I don't think this is going to come off assholeish, but <laughs> maybe it will. We'll try. Uh, under any other circumstances over here, I know I would never perform that way. You know what I'm saying? Sure. There, yes. Here, yeah. if I show up and there's no microphone and stage, <laughs> right. I'm like, fuck you. I'm out of here. Right, you exactly. Know? That's so true. You, yeah, you say that, but a lot of times still, I, I always have this running joke with, the, with um, Engvall that as comics, we have the right to say no. Yeah. Yet we don't say no as much as we should. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> you, know? I, that's... And, you know, you kind of the, with the, really there's no microphone. The, what's the, what, what what's that over there? That's the microphone. It'd be like a little short, mm-hmm. like if you're a dispatcher, and like that. <laughs> right. That's yeah, it. Yeah. And you go, oh, all right. You know, you just <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make my hundred bucks. Right. Let's just go do this. Cut yeah. to the next day, and yeah. they got this dispatcher mic. Fuck, what? Right, exactly. God damn it! Oh, I killed though. It was it great. Be so frustrating. Which is the birth of my show. <laughs> <laughs> and people who put on, you know, who want comedy, it's not hard. There's it's... only three things you need: <laughs> lights, sound, stage. Exactly. That's it, and, and you sometimes... have all day to do it. They have it's, all day. We're going to do a show at eight o'clock. You got all day to get those three things going. And a lot of times you I'll, show up, there's no lights. There's, oh, we got to check the sound 15 minutes before the show. Really? You had all day? I will go one more. You have a month to do it. Yes. It's not yes. Like you got booked that morning and decide to put on a show. Listen, right. in a month for the JCs, we are hoping to have stand up. And yeah. then you get there and like, okay, what do you need? Uh, a month's preparation. Where were you guys? <laughs> what are, now, both of you guys kind of come from the same area, right? Didn't you guys? I'm born and raised in Redondo Beach area. Right. Jeff? I grew up in Orange County, but I live in the South Bay now. Okay. I Anything south of the 10 
Long Beach, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't know where any of that starts. It, like, I go to his place all the time. I don't know. I just know I surf in El Porto, and then everything else is, and then we're in San Diego. Farther down. So where did you get started, Jeff? I got started in Newport Beach at the Laugh Stop. Wow, what year was that? That was late 80s. Okay. Late 80s. Is so that kinda... the same Laugh Stop from the same owner? Uh, I think From like the, the guy in Texas? Was... I, the last it was the Texas? same brand, the same okay. Laugh Stop brand, and uh, it, it was you know that was a great home club for so long. It eventually became a strip club, and now a Burger King. <laughs> the natural pretty much how my career has gone. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> so were you? Was it just one club, and or did you have to take off and? I, you know, I branched out from there. I think like almost any comic would, you start up the open mics mm-hmm. and you start doing that. And, and in the 80s, it was, you know, we were catching the end of the comedy boom. Yeah. Uh, so I would eventually would go to the comedy store and try and get on. And mm-hmm. that funny story, the only, I think one of four times I've ever been to the comedy store. My first time I was, I was 17 years old and they put me in the belly room, which I thought, you know, I'd made it. Right, right. I'm at the comedy <laughs> store. I, I did a set in Newport, and they want me at the comedy store. I got this job wired. <laughs> oh, yeah, then I get there, and they make me wait outside of the belly room in the in the parking lot. Parking lot. Right, yeah. Before I go on, because I wasn't legal to be inside of a club. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, for your age? Yeah. So oh, I had okay. to wait outside of the belly room before I went on at one in the morning, and right. there was eight people there. It was horrible. Oh, I thought they were letting him because. Eh, never mind. <laughs> I hate the comedy store. It's because no the comedy store yeah. is so weird. The comedy store is so weird. Like you can't park weird. in the parking it's a lot. Weird and place. Yeah, it's. I don't. I I've, only worked at like I think one or I think one time I did a a benefit show. Yeah, I was invited by the guy running the benefit to do it. So but yeah. I met everybody and it was fine. But it was it had a weird feel to it. It's it a, does have a weird feel. It's the, maybe it's different now. But no, back it was. Ugh. It's the only place that I can legitimately sit down and say, I'm pretty sure I saw a ghost. <laughs> uh, seriously, I'm not, and I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't spend enough time thinking about ghosts to have an opinion on whether I believe in them or not. Right. But there was something and it walked by and it had, it, it actually, it looked like Sam Kinison. I'm, we don't really have to go into this. I'll wait till Karen Rontowski comes on. <laughs> we can say, talk yeah, about ghosts all you want. But it's the only place where I legitimately, if I had to put my hand on the Bible, I would say I saw a ghost. Wow. That would be a cool ghost to see, the ghost of Sam Kennison. Yeah, I know it sounds queer oh, <laughs> saying no, hey. that right now, but and I can't be 100% sure. Oh, it was just a big lump with a long coat. <laughs> Bruising through the belly room, actually. Yelling cruising. boo at you. Yeah, yelling boo. boo, boo. boo. And doing cocaine <laughs> off a stripper's ass. Wow. So I, I... that had to have been Kinnison. <laughs> <laughs> or it could have been... Who was the other guy back in there? The big guy. Holly um, Joe Prater. Holly Joe oh, Prater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy... I didn't know that guy. I heard legend of that guy. He would sit on... Could have been his ghost. At the very near the end, rumor, I don't know if it's true, but rumor has it that he was so large Mm -hmm. that he couldn't make his way from whatever green room they had, whatever club, to the stage. So he literally would just sit on the stage and they just put a tarp over him. And then the, the opening acts would the, the opening middle acts would go on, and then it was like you ready for your headliner, Joe Prater, and they would 
they would like, like a like magic were, act. Like, yeah, like they were. And your headliner. Like I said, I love even if it's not true. I love the story. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna say it's but true. Yeah, yeah, it's he would true. stay under there, and then they was like, "Here's Ollie Joe Prater." They would yank it off like a new car at a showing or something, and He'd be he would be there and he would do his sit and do his show. For the record, I'm gonna say that's true. I hope. Maybe, oh man, that would be great. I, I would make that up. <laughs> How great would that be? Was he the, and he was also the guy who would sit with a bottle of scotch and finish the thing by his, the end of his set, right? Yeah. Was that him? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Country hat, right? He had like a country hat mm-hmm. and or yeah. cowboy hat. And he was famous for beach boy. Stealing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Redondo Beach kid. He, he had was one of them country for hat. stealing bits. Oh yeah? And 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 tell you to your face, I like that bit. I'm going to take it. Oh really? Yes, and you would what? Oh, it's good yeah. to keep gossip. And he going. was a good—he was a good comic, evidently. Yeah, he was like he was one of these guys was, that, you know, club owners loved having because he was that guy that promoted a party. At oh, club. really? So the, the you know the liquor sales would just go through the roof. Sure. On the week he was there. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, what, you guys aren't drinking with me? You know? Oh, yeah, one, one of those. those type things. Right. So. There was a handful of those guys. I think of John Fox and Jerry Dye. Right. They always had booze on stage and created that kind of a vibe. Right. I exactly. knew John Fox. I didn't know Jerry Dye, though. Is Jerry still around? Yeah, Jerry oh, lives yeah. in Jerry Dye lives in, um, in Arizona, in Phoenix. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow, he was old in the 80s. Yeah. He's... <laughs> Is he still working? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, he, I didn't do the golf. I usually do a celebrity golf tournament. Uh-huh. Celebrity golf tournament. I do a golf tournament with a bunch of comedians. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all... really so sad because then you, you get in your foursome and I'm the celebrity and people are like, I wonder who our celebrity is. And you're like, it's me. And like, yeah. Who are you? It's like horrible. <laughs> but anyway, he played in this tournament. Uh, he moved out there and he played in it. So yeah, so he's still out and about. That's good to it. hear. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Oh, let's talk about those celebrity golf tournaments for a minute because... Um, you have to do a show after them, don't you? Yes. Usually one, yeah, you have to do, that's the cool thing. They fly you in. Yeah. It's, they're really good gigs. Yeah, yeah. They fly you in. You usually stay at a really nice hotel or wherever where they're going to be doing the the show and everything like that. You golf for a day or two days if it's, you know, one of those things. And your only obligation, I mean, they have food for you, free drinks, blah, blah, blah. Your only obligation is like a five to ten minute set. Really? And that's I had it. to do 15. I'm pissed. Damn it. <laughs> oh, there's some guys who want to do 15. Sure. I mean, you know, but you're, you know, the guy says do 10 and, you know, please keep it tight because we got, you know, I got nine other comics that wanted, you know, that are going to go on after you. So right. it's like that. So I love them. I yeah, love yeah. doing them. Those always, always look like, like so much fun for you guys. I never did one of those. They're great. I did. I've only done them local, so I haven't had a chance to be flown in. I've oh, driven yeah. in. Like that, I, I, I wasn't they, driven I, in. I drove myself. It's not myself. like I do a ton of them. There right. are certain guys that just that a lot of like Gary Mulder. That's all he does. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, not all he does. He opens for Johnny Mathis and stuff like that. But he mm-hmm. also does a ton of these golf tournaments. Mm-hmm. You know, so and it's a good. You know, they fly you in and they put you up. And how about cool. that? How about that comic who gets pissed that he only has to do five minutes? <laughs> they th- th- those, right? those comics are to me are so new. <laughs> yep. What a, I'm gonna go douche. Okay, well, yeah, definitely go sure. douche. I, definitely there was a guy. Douche. I there was a guy who was too middle. Me, me and another guy and the headliner. Um, no, the headliner was Tom Rhodes. I can't say anything. This not. I'll use his name because there's nothing wrong. <laughs> Tom actually handled the whole situation great. He had Tom had a guest spot come in. And so, hey, Murray, you know, we're going to cut you down to 10, and so-and-so, we're going to cut you down to 10. 
Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Really? Ten? <laughs> Man, I'm like, we were doing 15. It's not like you're getting cut down to 10 from an hour, all right? You're losing five. And he was like really pissed. And Tom was like, hey, man. What if this was? What if you were the guest spot, man? Wouldn't you appreciate? Yeah, your guy come and really like told the guy, you know, fucking chill, you know, think about right. the other guy. This guy's getting an opportunity. You're here. Let's all just have a good time and put on a good show. But he was like puffing in the his girlfriend oh, wow. came and sat by him in the green rooms, like fucking cut my time, man, minutes, man. I'm like keeping me down. At, like, this, at, at this, this point, point, I'm like, you can have my five. I'll get. I'm going home. Right. Yeah, right. At this point in my career, it's it, it's. It's all you can do without asking the actual question of what is the least amount of time <laughs> right. I can do and still be contractually obligated. Exactly. That's why all comics. Go, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was like, that's why all comics ask. We all know opening is 10 to 15, feature is 20 to 30, headline is 45 and, and over. Yeah. But you, it, you still go, no matter what spot you're doing, how much time you want. Yeah. But hoping it might be a little bit less. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh, you can do 40. Awesome. There's nothing better than a club owner saying, hey, can you do 30 and we'll all get out of here? Yes. 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 I can do 25 if you want. (laughs) Tell you what, light me at 20. (laughs) Like it's a skill to go less. I know. I don't know. I I can do 20 if you need. 15 would be fine. What was it? Was it Ray Romano who gave the... Somebody was talking about he got advice from Ray Romano who said, Hey, you know, I'm I'm heading out of the road, I'm doing my first speech or spot, I'm doing a half hour. What do you what do you recommend? He said, Do twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> do twenty just leave them wanting more, man. Yes. That, that's good advice. Yeah, that, yeah, I agree. Twenty five is more fun to do than thirty. Yes. I think so. I think twenty is <laughs> more fun than twenty five. I do. I think well twenty, I think twenty is I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna fucking eat it tonight doing twenty. <laughs> but twenty yeah. is the cakewalk. Twenty is the perfect yes. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty is the perfect time because you've given you've got five to seven minutes to establish who you are mm-hmm. and then then you have like another 10. I'm like, the math's going to be totally off. Right. <laughs> so far, you're at 37 <laughs> minutes. Right. I don't know. And then you, gotta, you know, in that middle hunk, you can kind of get into maybe some new things and in some stuff that's fairly established. And then, you know, then you kind of look at your watch and go, all right, I got five minutes left. Let's, you know. And you know right where you are. Crank it out. <laughs> Good night. And then, Let's you know. do the dismount and yeah. leave happy. It's like 20 minutes is the perfect. I mean, I can't. I know this. Um. There's a comedian who... Uh, I don't know if you can hear that Harley coming by right now, if you're listening, but <laughs> somebody stole my hog. I remember I was with, I was with uh, Engvall, and there was a comedian who was like kind of picking his brain, wanting to know how we can get into theaters. And Bill What, was, make a transition? Make the transition oh, okay. from the clubs to the theaters. And Bill was saying, well, it's, it's, it's a really hard leap, because what you're doing is you're asking... You're asking, you know, if you work a club for five days, all you're asking all the, the the total amount of people who come see you in five days, you're asking them to come see you on one particular night. And he says, that's what makes it hard, filling the seats and everything like that. He says, so that's a difficult thing right there. He says, but he says, because everyone has the time. And then this comment says, he goes, well, I did a theater tonight. It was great. And he said, I did, I did like two and a half hours. I'm like, what? And that, right there I went... <laughs> Well, there's your problem. Right. No one, nobody wants to hear anybody talk for two and a half hours. No, I don't no. care how funny you are. Yeah. You know, it's no, insane. Two, two, 45 to an hour isn't enough. 
you know, Completely. even if you did, like I said, if you're a big time headliner, an hour and a half is kind of pushing it. Brian Regan does, uh, he does 75 minutes. 70, what is, or 65. An hour and, yeah. <laughs> hour 15, <laughs> like that's such a weird 15, number to 15, do 75 hour, minutes. Hour 15, yeah, yeah, hour 15. That gives them their money's a, worth. He'll do like an hour 10 and then come back and do five minute encore. Sure. And that's it. You know, yeah. Bill. And does, his encore is like, Requests from the audience. Yeah, just audience yelling their favorite bits. You know, yeah. but, uh, I'm the only one yelling my favorite bits at me. <laughs> when I had but Regan, I, can you imagine going to see somebody in their two. I mean, you go see a band, you want them to to be two hours. You know, yeah. Even yeah. then, there's some. Didn't John Bazaar used to do that joke about Bruce Springsteen doing five hours? He says by <laughs> hour three, you're like Bruce. <laughs> right. The first part, you're like Bruce. By hour three, you're like looking at your watch. I got a babysitter. <laughs> right. Bruce. For myself, I can't even. I can't even sit for an hour for anybody. But that's just me. I my attention span is not that. I I don't even like hear myself for an hour. Yeah. I'm not going to watch somebody else for an hour. Even like people I love, like Regan and, right. and Chris Rock and stuff. Even you know, and Rock does like an hour forty five, I think now. But it's like after an hour, I'm done. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And it's just my attention span. It's nothing. And obviously, people love it because Chris Rock's doing fine. I don't know if you've got his I emails. Saw, I saw Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> live at the Greek Theater, uh, and I was done after twenty minutes. Re- really. I was all, I was ready to go home. Yeah, it was all done. Right. I mean, as amazing Rodney, as Rodney amazing is, as Rodney was, it was all. It's one-liners all the way. There's all no one-liners. My my wife's so fat. The ba 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 ba. Well, that's you know, it was this. I have even right. less of a tolerance when it's a strong hook like that. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's a str- when you got a strong hook of a delivery, and I'll leave names out of it. It's I got twelve minutes of that strong delivery, and yeah. then I'm done. And <laughs> yeah, seen, right. You know, I mean, it's it, it, I, again. I'm not going to shoot anybody down. They're doing fine. They don't yeah. need me as a fan. They're doing great oh, yeah, with their exactly. millions of dollars. It's personal preference. It's just a personal preference. When you got a strong hook like that, I, I got 12 minutes and then I'm done. I'll enjoy it, the fuck out of it for 12 minutes. Right. Yeah, I will but... eat 12 minutes of that shit up. <laughs> Come 13, I'm paying my bill. The bigger <laughs> acts, I can, I can do a longer set. Like I can watch Louis C.K. do a full hour plus. I, I like that. I can watch Bill Burr do that. Mm-hmm. I can watch Rock. But, you know... Even strong headliners in our community, yeah. After after you see the first show of the week, or you know, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly. good. There's you know, a few you can watch over and over again, but yeah, okay. See what he does. That's that's enough. Yeah, it's been a while since I sat and watched. I watched. I worked with uh, Greg Giraldo in mm-hmm. Las Vegas, and I watched every single show. Oh yeah. Right. Well, he's right. one of those and guys you fact, can do that. And the fact that it was Vegas, and he only had to do 35 minutes. <laughs> so that was great. And he just did different 35 yeah, different guys. the whole week. Yeah, yeah. I watched Rich Jenny every night working with him. Right, right. Let's right talk about you. more dead guys. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, going to say, oh, man. <laughs> Our whole, I did a show. I did a, I did, a, I had Chris McGon, who was Richard's girlfriend for several years, and I had her on the right. show, and we ended up just talking about dead people for an hour. <laughs> so that was a real uplifting show. You can get that on iTunes if you want to go back and download that. We had a club for a little while in Huntington Beach with a partner of mine, Bob Perkel, another comic, and uh, we had all comics on the wall, but part of the rule of the comics had to have been dead. So we had oh. Jenny, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Kennison, Red Fox, Dangerfield, Kilda Radner. That was before uh, that was before Phyllis Diller died, because we could not find a female stand-up that was dead. Oh, like a real stand-up. Right, right, right. I mean, going back to Moms Mabley and all that. But we Tony Fields. 
Tony Fields was Tony Fields. Yeah, okay. I don't even know who Tony Fields is. That that she was part of the problem mom, too. She used to use a really heavy set. She would do stand up, and she was always on the Mike Douglas show. And right. My mom thought she was the funniest lady in the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's how I just <laughs> know Tony Fields. Tony Fields. <laughs> Shirley Hempful. I would. Remember. Oh yeah. Remember her? Is she yes. still alive? No. Oh, she died. Yeah. No. Oh. I actually had a Shirley Hemphill story on the show. Once. Oh, really? Oh, wait. Now it's a different podcast. Never mind. <laughs> I heard a Shirley Hemphill story on another show. Never mind. I worked <laughs> with her once. Did you? Yeah. Comedy Magic Club. Oh, yeah? She came down and that they go- Shirley Hemphill from... What's happening. From what's happening. What's happening. Yes. And what's happening now, later on. Right, exactly. And she came down <laughs> like on a Monday. The club owner wanted her, but then the club owner wanted her to be very, very clean. Mm-hmm. And this was the very first time I really saw, because you know, anybody who came down to the Comedy Magic Club just knew that was the that was the standard. Clean. You had to be you had to be clean down there, you know, with a couple few exceptions, you know. But for the most part, you know, there was just n- never any never any f bombs, never right. you know whatever. And she, she came down and they said, oh, "We really want you to kind of keep." And she was like, "Then I'm going home." <laughs> like what you know and she goes no one tells me how my show is supposed to be you you know what i do this is and she stood her ground and went <laughs> oh, i love and that everybody went all right well, that's, that's what's gonna happen tonight <laughs> and i'm sure the comedy magic club got tons of letters about how dirty she was maybe i'm saying that sarcastically exactly. <laughs> <laughs> even if you got one there were that that equals tons yeah but i doubt they even got one probably not i don't i was at a club which i work at a lot and uh the owner said you know we got to keep it clean before nine which i love by the way before <laughs> nine. nine before the show starts at eight yeah then the donkey comes in after nine yeah, yeah. <laughs> the show is an hour and a half long right so, so it can be dirty you for can them. turn the switch at nine or whatever <laughs> it's ridiculous but i remember but i but they, the the crowd was not like they were definitely like they want i'm like man i was told i was got to be clean but it sounds like you people want dirty stuff like yeah and so I did my one dirty joke that I have, and they fucking loved it. I'm like, oh, that's all I got, dirty wise. <laughs> right. <laughs> when, when has that ever happened on stage where you ask the audience, do you want it clean or dirty? And the audience goes, clean. <laughs> <laughs> that would never As soon happen. as my ice cream comes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a good point. That's my sarsaparilla and my ice cream is going to show up. The waitress <laughs> right. is going to bring it. Then I want clean comedy. No. Yeah. You could do a high school. They would still say dirty. Oh, of course. A high school. Yeah. <laughs> you ever done high school? No, no. Uh, I had a guy on here who went back and performed for his high school reunion. Oh. That's not good. Oh, that can't be fun. No. He ate, he ate, a, he ate I, a dick in nine ways, man. <laughs> I did. A, I didn't do. I personally didn't do the high school, but I booked it. it when I booked, <laughs> well, no, no, it wasn't a full gig. It was a... It was a. I worked at Comedy Magic Club, and they wanted it was was right then where they didn't want it in the high school kids to you know, like after. Before Jerry got into stand up, you booked the Comedy Magic Club. Yeah, that's what. So when he was working the, Com- Magic, the Comedy Club, Magic Club, was yeah, I used to help book it, and I was the house MC. And okay. so somebody called, and they wanted uh, a comedian for the high school graduation party, which basically they didn't want kids drinking and driving on. So they basically just kept them at the school, right? Like an overnight, like so grad they had nights. like. Uh, yeah, like grad nighty type thing. They had uh, um, gambling for them. They had yeah. a casino and this and that. And then they had like bands and stuff. Fun, we wanted to do everything right, peripheral so, to drinking. So, <laughs> no actual drink. They smoking cigarettes, so I, gambling. So I said uh, Jack Cohen was working the club that week. 
Uh, Jack Cohen is a writer for The Tonight Show and stuff. Okay. Now, but he's a great stand-up. And I said, hey, this is happening after the show. You won't go on until like midnight or 12.30. So when the show is done here at the Comedy Match Club, I will drive you up and we'll do this thing. And he was like, okay. He, he didn't really feel comfortable about it. But it was like, I think it paid like 500 bucks. And it, you know, that was on top of what he was making at the Comedy Match Club. So it was not, not yeah, it's an night. easy it's night. a good night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's what, was he doing? what were we doing? A half hour, even? not even? He had to do, I think he had to do that. Like 25 yeah, yeah. or 30 or something like that. So we drive up, and for some reason, I brought, uh, who lived by the club, Henry Cho, happened to live by the club. And Henry Cho had just done like two or three of the MTV half-hour comedy specials. Uh So we go up to the high school, and everybody recognizes Henry. Oh, my God, you're the guy. You're the guy. What's going on? you going on? Henry's like, no, I'm just here with my friend. And Jack's freaking out. He's freaking out. And finally, he was like, he was asking Henry, Henry, will you go up and do like, 10 minutes or something like that. And Henry's like, no, no, this is your gig. Man. This is your gig like this. <laughs> so he no. finally, so Jack looks at me and he says, will you go on in front of me? And I, he goes, all I want you to do is one joke. Yeah. He says, I'll pay you a hundred bucks for one joke. And I'm like, all right. And I, I literally went up. I did one joke. The kids loved it. I introduced him and he had a great time. Uh-huh. But he was so pissed having to cut me a check for one joke. <laughs> that was the deal. <laughs> That's yeah, but they were really good. But I mean, they they shut down the casino. They made all the kids go into a thing, right. and some some kids were like, "This is bullshit." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what they were gonna win at some fake casino, but I like the fact that he thought once you got into a role, you would do more than one joke yeah, and you do and five. But he forgot you were a short <laughs> I, set, Brightwell I man. Did, man. I literally <laughs> did that's one. A contract. That's a joke. verbal contract. <laughs> you said one joke, and you're like, "Can I do?" a fourth of a joke <laughs> right I, I, and, and i think it was like i think the joke i did was about going to the prom and it was like it's like a date rape joke and it was like <laughs> here's a date rape joke here's here's the, here's guy. the guy you're here to see and yeah but he did well but man he was freaking and uh, yeah so it was a high school Ooh, what was oh. the weirdest gig you've ever done the weirdest gig I, i'm i don't know if this is the weirdest gig but i'm thinking i know it's about, kind of off the top of your head sorry that's okay i know i i was thinking of a high school i had two high school experiences one of them was a grad night and it was horrendous because they had the gambling, they had the DJ, they had uh, like a carnival atmosphere. And they made, just like you said, they made everybody stop and go see the comics. And they booked like four other comics and they were horrendous. They were awful. And so by the time I got there, they were, they're tired. They're, they wanted yeah, to yeah. get up, but they weren't allowed to get up. So they, they were just, they were just pissed. And so I, I went a little dark and that was not a fun experience. But there was another one. That was up in Sacramento, and it was for all uh, band people and and thespians, and it was a whole, it was a whole uh, <laughs> like an art club school, and band, it, high school band. It was a high school, but it was it was they all had like some sort of battle of the bands, or there was a whole bunch of high schools uh-huh. together, and they hired me for that, and that was awesome. They were just. <laughs> You know, you felt like one of your own. Oh, right, there, right. there's performers here, and they yeah, just yeah. they appreciated everything. They got everything. They, so that's great. Let's go back to the one that sucked. Right. They, you know what? <laughs> I was just going to make that point. Let's backpedal. There's nothing. There's nothing interesting about a show that goes well. Oh no, no. I base this. <laughs> you know I base this good. show off uh, off shows that go bad. <laughs> right. Right. You have right. your website to say how good your show went. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I, I I feel that way. You know, if someone tells me how great their show was, I don't give a shit. How horrible was? Yeah. It? Yeah. That's Tell me what about I the show before That's that. interesting. I will tell you about a horrible show I had this week. I take it back. It wasn't a horrible show. Um, I was performing this past Saturday night, 
and um, I was the only white guy on the show. I think oh. that's that's apropos to the story. I'm okay. not just pointing that out. And for some reason, it was a very urban crowd. And for the show before, it was very white. This one was very urban and packed to like standing room only. And 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 I was and I just thought, man, they are gonna hate the white guy. <laughs> They're just gonna <laughs> hate me. And the guy who went up before a very funny comic. Uh, he grew up in gangs and he did his whole thing. And they were eating it up, man. And they were loving it. I don't know anything about gangs. So here comes Mr. White Guy. <laughs> comes on. Listen, I know I just told you nobody likes to hear about good gigs, but I killed it. I, nice. I'm telling you, I couldn't do anything wrong. Nice. Until <laughs> I did something wrong. And they drop an end bomb? Yeah, exactly. I thought they would, if it would have going to work. Now, I said something that uh, I think they thought was racist and they hated me. Just completely turned on me. At, like I was doing 20 minutes. At 18 minutes. Oh, no. Oh, so 18 close. minutes. They what did you say? Uh, it's such a... I've, I've t- I actually told Gary this story, and I told my wife this story. And I, I don't I don't want to say it because mostly because it's not funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> so not only that's did what's they, interesting about these stories. <laughs> ah, so not only did they hate me because it wasn't funny, it was borderline racist. Well, you were killing up until that point. Yeah, so, yeah. So. And then I made some comparison between white trash and Mexicans. Basing my life off of being white trash, and okay. they took that as a huge insult. What? So, oh, see. so they all hated me. But then I, I then I dug my hole and I got out and I got out on a big laugh. So I brought it back around. My point being, <laughs> this is my show. Is that black people isn't can be very greatest, sensitive sometimes. Isn't that the greatest <laughs> though? Kidding. When you are eating it like like a free buffet, eating yeah. it, <laughs> and then you finally you go, all right, I'm going to say this one joke, and if they don't laugh, then I don't know what else to do, and you get. Just a little bit, and you're like, you're like, that's it. All right, I'm out. Yeah, you, just totally, you totally pull the, the ripcord. Thank you, good night. <laughs> just so in your own head, you can kind of go, I was kind of getting them there at the end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, no. You ever send an audience, just like completely get an audience to turn on you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Besides the fight in Ventura? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, I'm thinking of a uh, one of the military shows we did on one of the aircraft carriers. Oh, that's right. And oh, that's uh, be the worst. John, John Bazaar was filming, oddly filming some of this stuff. And I, I had just gotten a weird, I was started getting in my head. And I, 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 it was one show we, we did in, in a cafeteria or something. And I'm, I'm, I'm just bombing. There's nothing that is coming out of my mouth that is mildly entertaining. <laughs> and I now, is this aircraft carrier docked? No, oh. it's 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 Wait, in, yeah. So you're in the. Old, I couldn't so even leave. Well, I, I was gonna say. Yeah, after <laughs> after his horrible. Yeah, after after a horrible <laughs> show, I still got to see everybody and have them look me in the eye. I go, eh, that's that's too bad. <laughs> but I remember seeing the footage of that <laughs> and cutting to other people, just bored. And I think even Gary had a. You had a pencil. You were sticking in your eye. You were so miserable. My friend, I can't even watch it. <laughs> it wasn't that, but I do remember that picture of me. But it was just one of these things where we'd done a bunch of shows, and it was like the last show, and you just didn't, you just weren't in the groove. It was, just, you know, it just wasn't. It was horrible. It wasn't gonna go, and, and you just, and you had to do your time, and it, yeah, and, it was, and, and nothing, and anything, any direction I decided to go just wasn't getting picked. It was just, oh, right. How much before this guy is over? <laughs> the funny thing was, too, I remember that was like the last show we did and then we didn't do a show for like another two or three days for some reason oh, so i just and had you this... he had to wear it for three oh. days oh yeah yeah like the scarlet <laughs> scarlet letter right just not funny for three days you only feel as good as your last show that's oh. for sure now we should also 
capped that by saying military audiences are notoriously good. Right, that made it worse. They're happy. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're happy for anything. Yeah, they're happy for any. Jackie Cation said they're happy for any story that's not the guy's next to him story exactly. <laughs> that they've heard a thousand times. <laughs> oh, exactly. So yeah, so tanking on top of that probably tanking, and then everybody else doing exceptionally well. Oh, <laughs> you, would, you would think oh, it was a bad show. Everyone had a rough time, but no, everyone would. Everyone everybody was rocking, well. and after the show, everyone telling all the people telling how great the show was. It just, it just <laughs> makes you feel smaller and smaller. Now, hold on. now, were you the first comic, or were you in the middle? Uh, you know, we would mix it up. I don't remember what spot yeah, I, I was remember. in. Oh, okay, because if you were the first comic, at least you could say, well, I kind of got him oiled up, and you know, they took right. a while to get it. But if you're the middle comic who dies in front of five comics killing, then you got, oh. Yeah, it might have been one of the, I think, because we mixed it up, mm-hmm. and depending on how well you did on one show, it's like, we'll put you in that spot in the next, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like, oh, you ate it on that one? Yeah, I guess you're going to open the next one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. You killed? All right, we'll move you up. That was funny, though. Oh, my God. Because we had literally, it was three days of you, like, and, and comedians, we're, we're not we're not the most sympathetic. It's like, maybe you don't have it anymore. <laughs> well, maybe you've lost it. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's like, shut up. Oh. <laughs> but but you, you were so nice to be after that, that, finally, the third day where we, we did a show, and it was, it was a... It was big, and you know, and I, I think I think I played the Rocky theme in my head before. You know what? I'm, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. I'm gonna win this one no matter what. <laughs> and when everything went, and uh, Gary just as soon as I got off stage, Gary went, ah, that was a little better. <laughs> I guess you didn't lose it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Do you think that's your attitude though? That brings up probably an interesting point for us three people here, and my listeners are probably gonna fall asleep. Um, cause I remember I did, speaking of John Fox, I did a shit week with John Fox mm-hmm. and I, it was Thursday through Sunday and I, f- I was just fucking eating it every night. And then of course John Fox would go up there and tell his <laughs> butt fucking stories. <laughs> right. and two firemen or Yeah. Two, yeah. Opening <laughs> with that joke. And you know, and I remember my la- Sunday night, I'm like, I'm not leaving this week without fucking having a good set. Right. Like I told myself, um, cause I, I remember I changed up my, took my, I wrote out my set. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll just take this out and put that. And I'm told my, I'm not leaving yeah. this week without having, and I had a good set. I don't, do you think it's a mental thing you can do sometimes? Do you think, Oh, I, I, you know, I think it is. You, you either get, you get the downward spiral and it just, it's awful. And yeah, but yeah. then you make a decision. You know what? That, this is not going to happen again. Yeah. That's what's in my head yeah. anyway. I had a week where I was like, I was with Jeff Dunham and I was, we were in Birmingham, Alabama and I was just not having good shows. And yeah. it had that, where it, where you start second guessing everything and you start going through your set and saying, am I saying things differently? Mm-hmm. Am I, am, you know, everything seems right, but you know, you start going and you start tinkering too much and you know, and that makes like it you've worse tinkered sometimes. enough with this bit. It, this is how this bit goes, you know, there's no fixing it. Right. So you, so, you know, you just... You go out and you perform with maybe a little bit more, you know, oomph. A little more. Yeah, maybe that. You know? Maybe it's the oomph there. Because how many times have you been, you know, I have bits I don't do anymore that I should have retired a long time oh, ago. Yeah. But they're coming out scripted and they're not getting as big as laugh as they used to. They're the same joke. It's just I don't deliver it with oomph anymore because yeah. I've delivered it with oomph for nine years. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's I think that's the learning process of being a comic. You you learn from that, and that that never goes away. You, you as soon as you think you got it wired, yeah, you know, it's oh I, maybe I, I I don't know 
I don't know how to do it anymore. You know, it it changes. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember no, trying I... to help some comic on the road, and he was like, "That joke doesn't work." And I go, "Here's what you have to do. I think this joke should be. You have to say this word, this word. That, you know." And I kind of went through the thing, and he did it, and it worked. Uh, he goes like, "Wow, it worked." And then the next show. He didn't do what I just told him. Yeah. And it didn't work. He goes, that's really not working still. I was like, because you didn't do what I just said. I go, well, a lot of people don't want to hear it either. That's true. I've, yeah. I've, I've, vol- I've like, I, I usually say, hey, listen, uh, you know, you don't have to take this. Take it for what it's worth. But I think if you said this instead of that, it'd be a big joke. Who am I? I don't give a shit. I'm just I welcome it out that. there. I yeah, love me that. too. Me I too. Love that. I say, hey, I really like this bit. Have you ever tried it like this? No, but thank you. Yeah. Or, you know what I don't like it is when I've been doing the bit for nine years. <laughs> Right. Someone's right. like, "Hey, have you? Yeah, I tried that. <laughs> yeah, right. You're gonna try not to be too aggressive with that. Yeah, I've tried that, and thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I tried it. I yeah. tried it. No, I know that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I used to do it that way, but that that really isn't. That sucks. Do you feel like when you're opening for like Dunham and those guys that maybe they're there to see Dunham? Yes. Oh, that's the, that's a huge hurdle to get over. Yeah. It's like you know we we know you spent. $40 or $50 a seat to come see this guy. But first, here's this guy. Right. When And like I said, so when I open for like, I always think that like open for like Regan and stuff like that. And Brian's been so nice. He he told me the greatest thing to have uh, in the intro, something that he learned when he was opening for Seinfeld mm-hmm. was uh, have the intro say, you know, are you, are you, you know, welcome to an evening of, comedy featuring brian regan please welcome brian's special guest oh nice and that oh my god that is, that opens the the floodgates you know because people in the audience kind of go oh it's like brian has specifically chosen this guy yeah so yeah he should be let's give him a chance it's oh that's that. smart it's really a smart thing um you know who does that one up more one up more what does that mean i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what, who does that even more? And I guess Regan might be too big to do that, but it, like Doug Benson will bring, will come out and introduce Graham Elwood or, yeah. or, or Kyle Kinane or whoever's opening for him. And that right. gives the door to, yeah. oh, okay, well, Doug and, you know, approves of this heard, guy. Regan approves of this guy. I think it's a classy move. Yeah, yeah okay. I think I've heard. I don't know firsthand, but I think Kathleen Madigan does that too. She'll, oh, yeah? get, on, she'll get on the backs, you know, on the the offstage mic and introduce her who, whoever her opening act is right you know which is you know because she's got such a d- distinct voice anyways sure, so people sure. Go, oh that's her and she goes and she'll say she goes i know you're here to see me but i'm, I'm not ready i'm not going out right now yeah, but yeah. i got a really funny guy this is the we know him i've known him for that that this please enjoy you know no, so i cool. think she does the intro for her opening acts which i think is really cool do you ever find uh, the audiences are there well the audiences are obviously there to see you work mostly with bill ingvall do you ever run into that with Bill? No. No? Pretty, it's pretty much the same. The, the greatest thing about those gigs is... The private jet? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I love the private jet, but the private jet is not as everything it's cracked up to oh, be. Oh, really? What's wrong with the private jet? <laughs> really? I was just recently on the last one, the private jet. There was four people because Bill had his... Because he he's been practicing for Dancing with the Stars. He had his dance partner with him. And then another producer from the show. So now there's four people on a really small plane, and now you can't stretch out. And oh really, God, that's the worst. It is the yeah. worst. How hot is that dance instructor? 
<laughs> is the word extremely coming to your yeah, mind? Extremely is, is, is nice. Yeah, so yeah, it's got to be rough. But <laughs> not being uh, able to stretch out on the private I don't jet. Remember where you interrupt, interrupted? Me. <laughs> I interrupted when you were about to complain about a private jet. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, sometimes the ice isn't as cold as it should be. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they I don't, don't let you drive out to the runway. Sometimes yeah. you have to walk ten feet. I haven't been yeah, able to get, I haven't been able to park where I usually get to park. Oh, I know what I was saying. No, the thing about doing those kind of gigs is the audiences are so jacked to see stand up and they know they're going to see stand up. Yeah. It's not like you know working a club and you know maybe a bachelorette party has come in and they're there for the night. They're, they just want to see a comedy show and mm-hmm. be, you know, have an outing whereas you know like it's going to see Brian Regan or Jeff Dunham or Bill Ingvall, they're going specifically for stand-up comedy, right? And they know what it is, and there's no, you know, there's no tables, there's no waitresses. It's mm. a sit-down theater. Sure. Focus is yeah. here on the stage. There's not a lot it's of distractions. That's why it's those gigs are so great. I've done small theaters, and they're awesome, and they're yeah. ten times better than a club. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, I, I love the theater shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I ever called Regan on this when he was on my show, but. Uh, um, I flew out a day early to see Brian Regan at the Chicago Improv, right. and that's where I initially met him, and then I was doing Saturday, Sunday, and uh, he said, yeah, I just missed the club atmosphere. I wanted to come back to the club, but <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all waitress service stopped yes. before he came on. There was no check drop till the end. Right. Yeah, so you really don't miss the club. Well, the great, well, like I said, he, and again, nothing worse I, than the check like drop. I, said, I, I hate op- the check oh, drop. Oh, yeah, but I like, opened, and I'm calling him on it, and he's not here, and that's bullshit I on my end. I'll admit at that. at one of those gigs. Yeah. I opened for him in San Francisco at Cobbs. Okay. And uh, it was very smart of how he went. He still likes the, the intimacy of, yeah. a, of a comedy club feel, the low ceiling, the this, the that. that. That gets lost a lot of times in the theater, so you miss that. So... This was great because he wanted to do the clubs, but he wanted to do it his way. So there was no tables. They oh, put, really? Yeah, no I heard tables. about that. But chairs in. Oh, wow. So so theater it, atmosphere so, in a club. So he's able to pack it. Yeah. In with, you know, with like five hundred people, which you would usually seat like maybe two fifty, three hundred. Mm-hmm. He could pack it in with five hundred people sitting very tightly and mm-hmm. close, but he also charged a theater price. Which eliminates the random people coming to see a comedy show. Oh yeah, you know the bachelorette parties. The, oh you know, yeah, you know if, sure. if if the ticket price is is forty five to fifty dollars, you know a bachelorette party is going to go. Well, I ain't going to see that. You yeah, know, yeah, that, yeah. But other people who are Brian Regan fans are like, oh, to see Brian in a in a, in a comedy club setting, that's going to be yeah. that's awesome. So I'll spend the you know fifty, but and that eliminates that yeah. from the equation. That makes sense. So, That's cool. Yeah, it was smart, I thought. And again, I'm totally calling Brian Regan out on something, I've, and he's not here to defend himself, so I apologize. <laughs> I, should, I, should have, I, I might have called him out on it my show. I don't you know think what? so. Let's hope he calls you on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not, because I'm going to be in Vegas next month, and I'm going to call him. Uh, <laughs> before we get out of here, worst, worst road gig off the top. Worst road gig off the top of my head. Uh, Remember that whole thing about having a day to prepare for... Yeah, getting right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you got called. A, you got called a week ago. I, I, yeah. I know. I sent that email. <laughs> was it a week ago? I think it was like a no, couple it was, days it was ago. A couple days ago. Um, <laughs> all right. Off the top of my head, one of the worst ones was uh, it was here in California. It was at what would be considered like a La Salsa type place, like one of those, <laughs> one of those. Um, 
You know, it was like a almost like a small buffet burrito joint. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's what they that's what they offered to pay you was a burrito. Oh, hell and yeah. And five bucks and a burrito. So you got a little gas money and a burrito to go. <laughs> and the you stage stay and enjoy it. No, you had to go. No. And the stage was uh was a forklift pallet. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh forklift pallet and, and there a There was mic an stand. effort. I, that I was a little that. effort. There was an effort. Only if it was on the forklift would I enjoy this more. <laughs> oh. And it was in the corner, and it had a horrible microphone, but it had a microphone. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the people were there for comedy, but they were there eating their burritos, and they were mean. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I was so young and green, but I walked on stage, and before I opened my mouth, some big heavy guy just yells out we just fucked your mother I was like can i say a word before you decide to hate me can i get anything can i i mean it was so but wow. i took my burrito and my five bucks and i got the you earned that burrito <laughs> so Holy that's shit. off the top of my head all right that's sure good. there's worse ones uh, if but there's worse buried down there bring them out for next time <laughs> okay uh, I know you gave this some thought. You actually went back. This is with respect the professional that Gary Brightwell is. Yeah. Gary actually went back to the episode he was on, listened to it so he wouldn't repeat a story. So I don't repeat the story of me on the... Because we the, know you can the, repeat things. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> you won't repeat the story uh, of eating, it, eating it in front of Jose Feliciano, I think was the last story you told me. <laughs> was it Jose Feliciano? No. Who was up in Thousand Oaks? Oh, when I opened for Julio Iglesias. That's it. Same thing. Yeah. That, oh, that was yeah. That was a free buffet that night too. Uh, no, um, I had a really bad gig in Seattle at the. Um, it used to be the Improv, and then somebody mm-hmm. bought it, and it wasn't the Improv. It was called. It's still there. It's called the Showbox Theater or something okay. like that. Anyways, and Jeff Donham was supposed. To, I was opening for Jeff Donham. I go in early, and there's just no. Uh, audience they're just waiting for the jeff dunham thing so literally it was like seven people in the front bar it was just miserable and then jeff dunham came in and and everything was fine but somehow the club owner didn't anticipate that jeff was going to make this much money or something they made a bad deal and so they were pissed so to take it out on jeff they decided to take it out on me and not uh, pay for a, a ride back to the airport, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was just it was passive aggressive. And they, 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 I loved the fact because they were so new because they had a con- the, the so-called comedy condo, and they go, "Yeah, you're the first person at the condo." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like this, I go and this place was gorgeous, right on the water, and everything like that. And I, and this is how I knew they were new. I opened up. The, there was a cabinet above the refrigerator, and it was fully stocked with liquor. <laughs> I was like, "These people have no idea." That <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they had food. You know, I go in and the lady's like, "I hope I, I bought some food for you." Right. Like, oh my god, this was like. <laughs> this is yeah, how but we they knew- didn't want to. At the end, they didn't want to pay me, and then they and. They didn't, you know. This is how we knew they were new. They treated the comedian nice. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We stocked the condo for you. What? Yeah, I mean, literally. That's like, amazing. Full, full bottles of 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 every liquor you could possibly want, you know. Wow. But then at the end, when they didn't want to pay me out, there was this moment of like, <laughs> should have taken the booze. Where, where, I, where I was going to steal something. Right, and right. I was like, I'm, I need a new iron. I'm going to steal that brand new iron. That they just, <laughs> and then I decided not to. Like, wow. Well, you know, you know they're new. If there's all new condiments in the in, yeah. in, in the fridge, yeah. 
What, that's unopened a, condiments? Yeah, there's yeah. not a drawer full of mayonnaise packets and ketchup right. packets. <laughs> or you open it up and there's like nine mayonnaise jars in, in the refrigerator. Uh, <laughs> well, John Fox is dead. I still won't use a mayonnaise at a condo. <laughs> no, exactly. Just from that story. Just from that story. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> what was yours? Have you told it before? Oh, yeah. They, they were all my... All right. Every once in a while, I'll be able to come in with one that happened over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll see. Maybe it'll happen in Vegas in November. We'll get to those dates. Where can we catch you guys coming up? Jeff Capri? Uh, tonight and tomorrow, I'll be at JR's Comedy Club in Valencia. How was it? This goes up on Monday. Oh. It was the best it's ever been. <laughs> Shoemaker's there all the time, but I think I got him beat. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, website, Twitter, anything? Yes. Uh, JeffCapri.com. Uh, Twitter at JeffCapri. Facebook slash JeffCapri. Awesome. Uh, that's enough saying Jeff yeah. Capri. Thanks for uh, making the drive up here. I appreciate it. Ah, it's a pleasure. Had a good time. Thanks. Gary Brightwell. I am going to be uh, in, the, in the Midwest. I'm going to be in Omaha on the 7th and... And I'm going to be in Kansas City. I'm open for Brian Regan on those dates. Okay. So the 7th through the 11th, I'm going to be on the Midwest. All right, so cool. Go to my website, GaryPrightwell.com. Awesome. And check that out if you're in that area. Excellent. Um, real quick, I just want to say uh, thanks to uh, new listeners I got. From, I was on the Dork Forest again uh, live uh, at the podcast festival, and I got a, a lot of people came over and liked the Facebook page from that. I know I recognize the people I met at the festival, so it's good to see you guys. Thanks for listening. Buckle up. We got a lot of shows that you can catch up on. They're a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. We have shirts in the store. Uh, you guys are going to go home with a shirt today. This uh, is sweet. These, the, can't tell you when I listen to the podcast uh-huh. and everyone's going home with shirts. I'm like, I've done that podcast two times. I don't have a shirt. <laughs> Dude, I forget to give them the shirt. <laughs> and I always forget to ask who the comedian was the comedian was talking about who they don't want to say on air. So I have to remember to ask you who you were talking about earlier. Oh, okay. So, and give you a shirt. And I'll probably forget <laughs> both. But uh, get them while they're hot because we're changing the design. Uh-huh. These are going to be collector's items. Right. Uh, so they're on the store uh, at murrayvaleriano.com. I'm at Murray V on Twitter. I'll be at the Improv in Vegas in November. And, uh, a million Irv- shows. Br- yeah, a million shows. So shows pick one of those. That week. <laughs> Brea Improv in December with John Heffron. Uh, all s- dates are up on the up on the website. Uh, guys, thanks so much for coming around hey, talking. No I Thank really you. appreciate it's a pleasure. it. Um, come see these guys when they come to your town. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. <laughs> Drunks in the front making out for your set And middle acts doing blow more missing merch and Drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon